How are you today? I'm good, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, too. Um, so this week, uh, FinCEN, in the rush to uh, meet its year-end deadlines, uh, sent to for publication in the Federal Register um, a request for information and comment uh, called an RFI. And it is about, it's requesting comment on, and there's 25 questions that they lay out, which you and I can, we'll talk about a few of them, about uh, kind of the overall um, state of and ways to streamline, modernize, and update um, that those th three words are, quote, the anti-money laundering um, and countering the financial terrorism regime of the United States. So the whole, the Patriot Act, I'm sorry, the Bank Secrecy Act is broadly as you can think about it. I assume you saw that. I did. And I know that originally, just very quickly, we were going to mention this week, because all, all so many things happened last week the update to the FFIEC manual uh, because it included a section that we've talked about before, not NGOs and charities. I just want to highlight very quickly that uh, folks should take a look at the updates to the manual regarding that. I think the agencies did a decent job, uh, uh, actually a fairly good job of uh, sort of spelling out how to do risk assessment of charities. But the one cautionary note I would have is it still says that in certain areas around the world, charities may continue to be high risk. So again, there's a lot of mitigative factors in, in the guidance or, or in the manual, if you will. Um, and I, I sort of wish that that phrase wasn't in there, but in general, I thought they did a pretty good job. And so when folks get a chance, go to the FFIEC website, and look under BSA AML manual for those updates. But yeah, going back to uh, your point, you know, one of the things that this AML law that was signed in, in January uh, focused on was looking at the infrastructure in a, a number of different ways. And this was almost considered a catch-all, this, this section, um, section 6216, I think, that uh, requires FinCEN to report to Congress after they do what they're calling this review of BSA regs and guidance. So there's a lot of opportunity here, especially for those in our community that, that like to uh, complain, to be very specific about improvements, redundancies, and all sorts of things. So I obviously did see it. think there's a great opportunity for all of us here. We definitely should take advantage of it. Yes. Um, so uh, there's a lot of background. Um, there's actually a reasonably nice, concise history of the Bank Secrecy Act going all the way back to 1970. For those people who are looking, have uh, someone new working for them who doesn't know anything about the Bank Secrecy Act, this, it wouldn't be bad to uh, hand them those two pages and at least they'd have the timeline. Uh, but there are um, a set of questions. I think I mentioned, I think there's 25 of them and they're broken up into a number of sections, but uh, uh, about safeguards uh, to protect the financial uh, system from threats, reports and records that are highly useful, um, uh, uh, identifying uh, regulations and guidance that might be outdated right. or do not promote a risk-based regime, which is interesting. The risk-based issue has been one that you and I have talked about together, not necessarily on our podcast, but We've been talking about it for 20 years, about, uh, you know, 
whether or not the way the regulators actually examine um, insured depository institutions really allows them to do risk-based. So there's lots of opportunity to comment there. Um, uh, yeah. And one of the things that, you know, I'm not sure how, quote, relevant it is, but certainly shows that this uh, Treasury Department and FinCEN both respect and obviously are very well engaged with the international community through FATF. There's a section that says to identify regs and guidance that they say do not conform to international standards to combat financial crime. So that that's an interesting ask, frankly, and, and I'm curious how people will respond to that. But that certainly is an area uh, that I hadn't seen before. It, it makes sense because we're obviously an active member of FATF that sort of helped drive the themes and, and, the, and the strategies there. But to, to take a look at it, I guess it's looking at the evaluations of U.S. and other countries and where are there gaps in our country's laws and regs that don't, again, don't conform their words to the international standards. Right. And we actually talked about this a little bit last week that um, they, um, in FATF's 2016 U, uh, U.S. Mutual evaluate, Evaluation Report, uh, they did identify some uh, significant gaps um, uh, related to um, uh, beneficial ownership. Right. Uh, but uh, and we while there is there was a provision in the AML Act uh, related to that. And we talked about that proposed rule a little bit last week. Uh, you know, that may or may not really bring us up to the same level as other international players um, in terms of the transparency of the registry and things like that. So I think it is a great, I think that is a great ask. Um, it, it is a recognition of the fact that um, this is a transnational problem. And just because the U S Congress or the U S regulators have decided something that doesn't mean that's the only way, the best way, or that we're always leading the way in this compliance area. Right. And, you know, FinCEN also sort of related asks for comments on regulations and guidance that don't support cost-effective compliance with BSA, but also that doesn't produce highly useful information on law enforcement. So while law enforcement rightly wants all the information you can gather, you sort of wonder things like, uh, what I would call no SAR SARS, which, you know, again, documenting why you didn't file, which seems highly, always it seemed highly bizarre to me, but also things that um, really rankle me. And that's the quote 90 day rule that every 90 days you should have to f continue to file a SAR if the activity hasn't been, uh, hasn't ceased, which again is, is not a requirement that just came out of thin air, frankly. So things like that. I think there's a chance for us to talk about that. And, and uh, also up front, one of the things that's been consistent with, again, this Treasury and frankly, the last Treasury is and the last uh, the heads of agencies, technology, how's technology, innovation, that sort of thing potentially have changed any of these requirements to make them either more efficient or to get rid of them. So I think you get a chance for the people with the tech backgrounds to talk about AI and some of the other stuff. Right. So uh, we said it last week, actually, but we'll uh, I think it bears saying again, you and I both view the comment 
process as a an opportunity ideally not to be wasted that um, really expressing thoughtful and clear uh, insights from the field to help regulators uh, shape policy is really important and uh, the, the comment period will be open until February 14th. Um, and so, uh, 60 days. So, um, if you have thoughts, uh, on the, on any of these issues, um, we would urge you to write them down and send them in. Here's a chance. A lot easier nowadays to file comments and just do it right online. Um, federal register has made it really easy or the system has made it really easy. So, and then you can see what other people have said too. So maybe you want to build off of what others have said in terms of commenting that that was something you didn't have the ability to do years ago and you can do that now. So that could even make your particular comments even stronger when you see someone else has made a similar uh, point and you want to build off of that. Right. Um, so as we wrap up here, I'm going to do the, uh, uh, shameless plug for our next webinar, which is January 27th. And we'll be talking about um, how analytics can uh, help your uh, financial crimes compliance program. And John, I'll let you do the one about podcasts. So just in terms of podcasts, we mentioned last week, I was able to sit down with uh, Chief Jim Lee from IRS. Uh, this week, we are posting um, another uh, conversation we've had that's, that's on the Women in AML site, uh, a, brand, a brand new staffer uh, working for us, uh, Judith Berenci. Uh, I think you'll find her background really interesting. And there's also some other ones on there uh, that we've posted in the past couple of months. Uh, always, if you have people that you'd like us to interview or topics or themes, reach out to Elliot and the team or send me an email. We're more than happy to make those changes or to, to pursue those folks or those topics. We'd love to be able to do that. Okay, John, you, you have a great rest of the week. Um, you and I are going to be off next week, but we will post a, uh, an archive edition um, uh, at the end of next week. So watch for that. Um, and then we're going to be off the uh, following week as well. So you'll get two archived editions and then watch for us again um, with a uh, new and uh uh, new <clears throat> podcast on the 7th of January in 2022. That sounds great. Uh, everybody, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Look forward to connecting back with everybody in 2022. All right, John. Talk to you next year. All right, Elliot. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye.